Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got an They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. Hey, everybody. What's up? And welcome back to another episode with the Jersey Ghouls. Are we the Jersey Ghouls or just Jersey Ghouls? Because it's like the Batman. Sometimes I don't know how to like address us to the, the universe. So the other day, somebody was like, you have a podcast? I'm like, yeah, the Jersey Ghouls. And then I was like, or maybe just Jersey Ghouls. And then I realized, and then you mentioned the the, and now I'm in existential crisis. Yeah, I think I use the the in like, in like our because Twitter it's weird to just stuff. be like, what's your pod? I don't know. Like, welcome yeah, we're to another the Jersey episode. Ghouls. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, you, I'm welcoming you to another episode of with the Jersey Ghouls because we are. But yeah, I think we're just Jersey Ghouls. Jer- well, yeah, I mean, we're Jersey Ghouls podcast, but like we refer to ourselves as the Jersey Ghouls all the time. Like even our shirt says the Jersey Ghouls, doesn't it? It's just Jersey Ghouls. Oh, it know. says Jersey Ghouls. Yeah. I'm not wearing it. I don't know why I looked at yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, we're like, you know, we're a single name. We're like Madonna or Cher. That's Jersey Ghouls. <laughs> all one word, Jersey Ghouls. Uh, but I am bearing the lead because today we have a very special guest with us. Yes, we are super, super excited. No one better to join us on our nostalgia trip. Mm-hmm. Our very good friend, Tom Coombs, is joining us. Welcome, Tom. Thank you so much for coming on. Hey there, ghouls. Uh, I'm glad to be here and I'm glad to finally join you talking about something I'm uh, kind of uh, happy to have an extensive knowledge of. And in my opinion, the show is Jersey Ghouls and you two are the Jersey Ghouls. I'll say, oh, I like it. Thanks. And I have to say, first of all, you, I've never recognized until today what a sultry little radio voice you have. So I'm here for it. I've watched your, your YouTube shows and listened to you on other shows. And this is the first time I'm like, man, dude, you have a killer radio voice. Good on you. Thank you. I've, I've usually said I have a face for podcasts and a voice (laughs) for print. <laughs> no, I disagree. I'm like nails on a chalkboard. So having you on is like a nice sultry. <laughs> Jackie's like, yeah, agreed, motherfucker. No. <laughs> she always, she always does that, but she does. She, she is like you. She doesn't realize what a good commanding voice that she has. Oh, you commanding's a euphemism for like bitchy and like shrill. But I'll take it. I love it. I it, to me, it was innuendo for Ooh. sexy and I want to touch your butt. So maybe Done. I mean that's me. I Don't threaten me, but a good time, apparently. baby. Um, <laughs> But so, yes, we we are super super excited because uh we are going to be chit-chatting about horror cartoons which yeah, is and- something that I am very excited about something that I also have have watched a ton of um and I know Tom is in the same boat as me mm-hmm. Marissa not so much no I mean I was watching like it's funny because I was looking up some of the dates on this stuff and I was like I was watching cartoons at this time just not horror cartoons I don't think I was cool enough I was watching like the X-Men show you know but um <laughs> I got to say, before we get into the whole cartoon thing, Tom, I, I'm so honored to have you on because knowing you in the horror con world, 
is like knowing the coolest bouncer at the most exclusive fucking club (laughs) in town. And when I, I flex so hard that I know you, you don't even know. And like, we are, we are acquainted. I was like, I know him. That's my boy right there. He'll, I need to get to the front of the line to see a celebrity done. Cause I know that motherfucker. Know, like and like, I flex big nuts. Cause I'm friends with you. So thank you so much for associating with me out in public because you <laughs> are such a like gangsta of the, the Harakon scene. So cheers to that before we say anything else. <laughs> wow. I, yeah. no, I just made me all kinds of happy. I forgot what I was going <laughs> to say. Cause I uh, had a clever comeback, but I know I thank you. I, it's uh, true, it's, man. I'm always like, I know him. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people are like, say like, it's like, oh, you, you, like, I know Tom because everybody knows Tom. Mm-hmm. I hear that no, a lot. It's, so. it's not even that. It's just because you are literally, arguably often the most important person in the room when I'm in, at a con with you. Because um, you usually are connected. You're usually working the con. You're usually literally have a, uh, you're like, hey, this is my really good friend, I, like rando celebrity that Marissa's dying to meet here. So like, literally you'll be like, I got you girl. And like, because of you, I get to seem so much cooler than I am ever mm-hmm. when I'm at con. So thank you for being such a wonderful con buddy. Also, I want to just kind of take a minute to gush about some of your work because I think you your your YouTube channel is one of my favorite little guilty pleasures right now. Um, give yourself a little plug because I'm not going to do you justice. <laughs> okay, well, um, I have a little YouTube channel that I've been doing since October. Uh, it's called The Pop Daddy. Uh, if you try to search it on YouTube, um, you'll just get a bunch of stuff for Diddy. So I'm not quite <laughs> up there yet. I and, can um, tell you that I ran into that problem. I kept getting, yeah, Pop Daddy. Yeah, it's- If you search <laughs> Pop Daddy Reviews, oh, you come up. Yeah, oh, that's sweet. what I did. I have to go to, yes. yeah, I have to go find the link. I have trouble. Yeah, Good. I searched okay. Pop Daddy Review and then you popped up. So you should just go for mind. it. Lean in and be like Pop Diddy Daddy YouTube channel. Like just <laughs> lean in, dude. Like, <laughs> well, my email is Tom Pop Daddy Coombs, like Sean Puff Daddy Coombs. <laughs> just lean in it's perfect but I absolutely love your YouTube channel as a parent I love watching you guys kind of go through everything I also love all of your pop culture reviews I often like am jealous of the bookshelf behind you I think it's got such cool toys on it um thank you guys if you're not if you're not doing so go give it a like a subscribe all that good stuff uh pop daddy at YouTube uh I'm not a YouTube cool person so I probably said that wrong Um, but yeah check it out okay as of today I just crossed the 80 subscribers when I when I get to 100 I get a custom URL nice so they can be like go to like youtube.com slash tom pop daddy because both the pop daddy and pop daddy are taken oh okay. I, uh, I have facebook.com slash the pop daddy on twitter i have at the pop daddy okay and on instagram the underscore pop daddy all right so guys okay, and we and help them out definitely we will make sure that all of those are linked in our show notes so please please go give a ton of support uh, like like Marissa said, uh, it is it's fun to watch a first time parent. I mean, literally, we've got episodes about hearing your child's heartbeat. You're putting furniture together, but okay. then there's also the pop culture elements where you're reviewing, you know, the Marvel movies. I gotta say, I'm on the hunt for the potato chip Reese cup since I saw your review on it. I had them the right. other day. I wish really? I would have known you were looking for them. We would I would have gotten you some. I haven't well, been able to find them. Dollar General. And they're not in the candy shippers. They have their own special shipper. Okay. I believe it. Okay. <laughs> it's yeah, an no, I, I want one. Every, I, I saw that review because I love, one of my favorite things is like the chocolate covered potato chip. I am ready for a potato chip Reese, especially knowing they're still a little crunchy and it's not they're like very crunchy, crunchy in there. It's I'm got excited. that little yung, yung, yung to it. It's nice. I want yeah. it. I want it. 
I ate like my first little bite. We bought them at work and we sliced them up like uh, like the the bean in the Disney when he slices the bean in Jim, uh, the Christmas Carol. <laughs> but um, we did, uh, what's the one with the, the giant, the little giant? That's the one where he slices the bean. Mickey's uh, and the beanstalk. Yeah. I knew you'd get that one, Tom. Thank you. Um, obscure Disney references are my are one of my fortes. But I was I I literally sliced it up like that. With my coworkers, I took one bite and I was like, nah, underwhelming. And then I was like, and I was like bite number two i was in like i it first bite i was like nah that's not for me and then second bite next thing i know i'm like on a bender for them so it's, you it's know, gone it's all nice. fun and games to so get that second bite that's hmm. what i hear about a lot of things in life so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah definitely check it out and i have to say my bet is that once you guys progress from adorable expectant parents it's gonna get even more hilarious and wild on the show so oh. i'm buckling yeah. it <laughs> i hope so I can't wait till the first time you you have to admit that you recorded and 12 times there was a baby crying. You're like, shut up, I got to pause. Hold on, I'm not. So it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, but yeah, so we are here to talk about the cart- horror cartoons, which I got to be honest with you, I didn't even know it was a thing until Jackie shed, like, shed light on them for me. So you guys... <laughs> You guys go nuts. Where where does one procure well, these like, in childhood? Like we had like we had said before we started filming, um, that you know when we were young, you know, and we're all the same age group here. Mm-hmm. When we were young, you know, I wanted to watch horror movies, and my parents were like, "Absolutely not, hard pass. You're too young for it." And I would go, "Okay," and then I would have to watch something else, like a cartoon, like the Beetlejuice cartoon. Um, yeah, Rebel Marissa over here, her yeah, parents loser. said no, and she was like, okay, no problem. False. And then she went and watched it. False. My parents did not care what I was doing, Jackie. There's a distinct difference. Okay. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. So I, I wouldn't, you know, I wasn't allowed to watch that stuff and I was a good kid. So I said, fine, I won't watch it. And I had to find my horror in other outlets. So luckily there was a slew of cartoons, especially in the 80s and 90s. There were so, so many cartoons. Mm-hmm. Tom, how about you? Were you watching horror movies too young or were you doing this or maybe both? Okay, I want to flash back to the year I was born, before I was born. Now, my dad, wor- my dad worked for a cable company, like back in the early days of cable. The year before I was born, my parents had moved. My parents lived in Camden County, New Jersey their whole life. A few years, they lived out in Wyoming. Then they decided it wasn't for them, moved back home. Yeah, he gets a job at a cable company back when it's the new big thing. One night, he's like, oh, the, the Amityville Horror. I wanted to see that. Yeah. He watches it. Wakes up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat. From that point on, there were no horror movies in that house. Ah, oh, damn. While he was watching. And you yeah. know you got all the good channels, but there was Skinamax, though, right? When you were oh, older, yeah. if your dad worked but, for the K. Yeah, yeah, not even squiggly lined. Full on oh, movie. Oh, full on. <laughs> Boobs, I'm side boob. yeah. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. Like movies like Jaws, even though I wouldn't consider Jaws a horror movie, but it still like got scares. Mm-hmm. He's fine with that. He's fine with like blood, like in Die Hard and stuff like that. But for some reason, he doesn't like the scary horror movies. So I so grew you up. You just weren't allowed. No. But my cousin Amber, when I was like four or five, she showed us Child's Play. Perfect. Good for Amber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we and need I was to scared. We... Oh, were you really? Up until like five years ago. Oh. <laughs> That's hilarious. I feel like I've seen you hang out with like the, the stars of the show too, like the movie. Yeah. So it's ironic that um... back in uh, August, I worked with Brad Dourif. Oh yeah. man, my kids would be so starstruck. My daughter is currently obsessed with the show. So I'd, we'll have to circle back around to that when we talk oh. about parenting and horror mm-hmm. later. But that's so funny. Yeah, you guys, my my parents for all of their many shenanigans were really cool. And were like, dude, you want to do it? That's on you, girl. Like, good luck. And what they didn't realize with that, I just became a maniacal 
horror fanatic and none of it ever and so i was watching like phantasm and you know texas chainsaw and everything like that while most kids our age like small children were watching age appropriate stuff like this i'd imagine yeah i remember at one point when i was in like middle school um i forget if it was nightmare on elm street or one of the friday the 13th if they were like on the sunday matinee on like philly 57 like completely edited for television kind of thing. I was allowed to watch that because it was on TV. So it couldn't be all that bad. Um, And they, they edited the crap out of it. And it was like barely a shell of like what the movie is, but, but yeah. So because of that, um, like I said, in the, in the, I would say it's late eighties, early nineties for me. um, Mm -hmm. Some of the ones that I just watched, watched a ton of was the real Ghostbusters, Mm -hmm. big fan of Beetlejuice, Tales from the Crypt Keeper, All Real Monsters. Um, and I think even you said that wrong. Shouldn't it be like, ah, Real Monsters. <laughs> it should. Thank okay, God. Thank it, that's actually true. And I didn't even um, watch it. So, yeah. Just saying. <laughs> and um, I mean, probably one of the biggest ones that I can think of that is probably the most universal is Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo, where are you? Did you not even watch Scooby Doo, Riffs? Oh. Uh- and I wouldn't change the channel, but I would. I wasn't. I didn't watch. But my my grand my Italian grandfather used to call cartoons Papa Tunas, and we didn't watch Papa Tunas. We just it wasn't like I would watch Scooby Doo. I watched a lot of non horror Papa Doo, like Ducktales. Woo, that was my jam. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah! So I was like rocking out to Disney stuff and like some you know. But yeah, I just I missed these entirely. I don't know where I was or what kind of trouble I was getting into, but they sound delightful. I'm especially interested in this Crypt Keeper show. Cause he's, he seems like a classy guy. So if, if it's okay with you guys, just jump, where do you want to start? Let's talk about which ones were your favorites. Uh, I did a little research. I found Beetlejuice was produced by Tim Burton. I was mind blown when I watched one of those. Yeah, that, I mean, the, the theme song is a Danny Elfman, you know, joint. It is produced by Tim Burton. Like it, they, as much as they changed the elements in Beetlejuice from the movie, I mean, obviously, if we're going to make this kid-friendly, if we're going to make a cartoon, yes, we have to change some things and play with some things. And now Lydia and Beetlejuice are friends and, you know, all their shenanigans are lighthearted and fun. (laughs) Abusive relationship, nonetheless, though. I watched Mm -hmm. an episode and I got to tell you, as a 40-year-old, you know, school counselor, I take issue with their relationship. If Lydia was my student, I'd be like, I think we need to talk about this friend of yours. Like, I would imagine, I would assume she's making him up, you know, but like, abusive and problematic <laughs> but go ahead could you talk about how great it is <laughs> oh wait do you hear those sirens is that is that the fun police <laughs> I think the police are here again <laughs> here i come watching it with my 40 year old 2021 lens and ruining it all for you wait till oh wait till we get to the real ghostbusters i was like what in sam fuck is this and how does jackie approve of this what is what was that <laughs> Uh, when I reviewed Ghostbusters Afterlife back in November, I said I said that Ghostbusters as a kid was pretty much the first franchise that I latched onto as a kid. Because mm-hmm. when you're a kid, you're you know you're afraid of the things that go bump in the night, so you align yourself with what bumps back, what keeps the monsters out of the closet from coming out. And Ghostbusters for me was like you know they had the tools to keep the monsters away, and that's thinking like that made me brave. I want to say so as a kid you know I had the toys I ate the cereal I slept on the glow in the dark bed sheets Aww. things like that and fun fact Jersey ghouls might like uh the very first female action figure I had was a fright features Janine action figure I approve and yeah 
uh, I accidentally, I got her for Christmas and I accidentally broke her. But the Fright Features line, Venkman, I broke his hair. Egon, I broke his tie. Ray, the ear mechanic stopped working and Winston, his arm broke off. So they oh, all broke easily. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm writing a letter. I won't stand for it. <laughs> dear Kenner. I think that was Kenner. I think that did those. Yeah. Dear Kenner. Yeah. What How dare you? Yeah. Dear debunked company of 20 years. How <laughs> dare you? No, they're, I don't know. They might still be around. But more importantly, did your Janine get with G.I. Joe? That's what that's what people want to know. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I wasn't too, too big on G.I. Joe when I played Ghostbusters because of the size difference. So when go- I played Ghostbusters, it was just Ghostbusters. You don't know her life, don't judge. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately not. <laughs> Sorry, Tripwire. Tripwire was the only G.I. Joe I remember having as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> what a no. random one to have had, by the way. <laughs> and it was Tiger Force Tripwire. <laughs> nice. No, I was a big, I had a lot of G.I. Joes because I had an older brother. So obviously uh, by default, yeah. I owned an extensive Do you remember the big G.I. Joes when they had like the big 12 inch dolls? They had, they made yeah. big ones. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited because they were the perfect height to match my gem dolls. So Ooh. I would, I would have my gem dolls and then the misfits and they dated the G.I. Joes because they were yeah. all the same size. Yeah, now who's <laughs> the raunchy, pervy little seven-year-old? Not me. <laughs> just because Jem dated G.I. Joe, they were the same size. Oh, they just dated for you. Got it. Yeah. Me too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they were recording each other. Right. Mine definitely never did inappropriate things. Definitely not. <laughs> uh, actually, for me, it was my new kid on the block dolls that really, with my Barbies, that I really feel oh, like I learned okay. about myself and who I am as a romantically through that, through those relationships. <laughs> Which one was it? Was it Jonathan? Do I look like a monster? What do you take me for, dude? How dare you? <laughs> Joey McIntyre all day. Joey wasn't, I don't know that Joey was like the popular one to be in love with, but oh boy, was I. I think so. Joey. I think, I think Joey and Jordan were the two. Joey, Jordan, Jonathan, Donnie, and Danny. Danny. Danny was the one nobody liked. Nobody I liked didn't even Danny. have that one. I don't think. That's I why I didn't remember him. <laughs> Jordan, no, I could see a Jonathan was it was I was Joey and then I was a Donnie girl because I had that sprinkle of bad girl in me. Couldn't oh, help yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Everybody did. You gotta um, have that. That's not the one you bring home to mom. That's the one you you spend a, a wild weekend with and then you bring Joey <laughs> home to mom. That's how it works with the, yeah. with the new kids. No, you ain't going home. I'm, yeah. do, I'm Donnie. I'm Donnie. Yo, let's get a burger. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's just my Mark Wahlberg impression. I know they're the oh. same. They're one of the same for yeah. me. Those are yeah. yeah. You're you're a dog. I like that. Um, <laughs> say hi to your mother for me. Say hi to your mother for me. <laughs> I love that. All right. So real Ghostbusters, obviously very formative for both of you, I'm assuming. What made also, it so special? It was legitimately scary. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. There are two episodes that I can think. Actually, no. The the Sandman episodes. Yes. They're they're kind of oh. scary, but to me, legitimately had nightmares about the boogeyman because the boogeyman was this giant blue hair Mm -hmm. face little body and he was like I legitimately thought he was in my closet at one point and got upset like I was like the real Ghostbusters worked because it was scary to me my god Um, there's entire t-shirt lines with him on him he's terrified yeah he's like I remember being so scared as a kid and that did not happen often but yeah the boogeyman the sandman Mm-hmm. um those you are the look, two wait, that the really boogeyman looks like the joker and an 80s hairband had children 
and yeah. they, with that's what yeah yeah <laughs> and that's what came well, you know out what too i think what it was is i think because of where i grew up the boogeyman very much reminded me of the jersey devil because there mm. are some pictures of the jersey devil where he's kind of shaped like that like mostly big head and horns with like a little there's actually a picture i can see it in my head it's in one of my books where mm -hmm. he's got this big head and like he's got like a little suit on because apparently he's a gentleman um <laughs> but yeah i think <laughs> i truly think that this that that the boogeyman scared me because he was legitimately scary but i think i had there's some weird association with the jersey devil because of that too jackie i'm i'm not gonna i don't mean to psychoanalyze you here but the guy had a really pointy long nose and a chin that looked like two balls that's he's phallic <laughs> in a way that i can't even describe i'm looking at these pictures and literally it's hairy little hairy ball chin and a Ooh. big pointy nose that's what you were afraid of the phallic representation of this little creature now i'm gonna watch this episode anyway the boogie okay. dead scary <laughs> fair very phallic yeah. and ballsy <laughs> um for me um, <laughs> Tom, i'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> i didn't mean to completely ruin childhood by calling this oh no boogeyman was the big one i remember too along with really? sam Hain. okay not not called Sa uh Samhain, but sam yeah, not Samhain. they called him sam he a pumpkin <laughs> on a robe he was like the one that showed up the most he's creepy okay i'm googling but these the as you guys speak <laughs> The Sandman in the episode that was like where they said if you can control know you're in a dream you can control it. That's where I learned that from, not from Nightmare on Elm Street, from real Ghostbusters. Because ah. mm -hmm. I remember uh, Janine when he dusted her, she kept saying that, and she turned into a Ghostbuster, and she helped blast him away. Mm -hmm. Oh, she came up became a Ghostbuster in this show. Yeah, because she realized that she was in a dream, so she I uh, helped blast him. It was so Badass. cool. This thing's smoking a blunt in the picture that I have here. Did he do that in the show? Because that's not very child appropriate. <laughs> no, I don't think so. He has like a long cigar. You guys just probably blocked it out. But <laughs> yeah, in all these pictures, he's got a long giant. Maybe it's a wand, but it looks like a blunt. <laughs> oh, the Sandman? Yeah. Wand. Wand. Got it. Okay. Yeah, me too. Wand. I thought that's what I thought too. <laughs> totally. Obviously. There was um, also an. Uh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was uh, gonna give you guys more prompting. Go. <laughs> um, there was an, one of the action figure lines was a classic monsters because usually there were ghosts and stuff, but they had a classic monster line of you know Dracula, Frankenstein, the Mummy, the Wolfman, oh. and one of the things was a zombie, which was like you know a like Caribbean zombie with like purple skin and re and orange hair, and that's where I first learned the um <clears throat> about zombies from was from that figure because i had wow. no idea what zombies were before that wow that's that's really cool yeah look they had a whole line of them that's really neat mm -hmm. um that's yeah, awesome. the toys the toys were something that when you had a show that was popular and then you incorporate the toys i mean that was the formula for he-man i mean they did that with so many different um with so many different shows i think that just it just makes it like you get a broader audience because now you've got kids that have to watch okay well we got this new line of toys and they kept putting out so many series of toys and you know this series might only have you know the ghostbusters and janine well the next series is going to have a couple of the ghost and the monsters and now we're going to have the ghostbusters again but yeah the fright features where they actually have like action things Mm -hmm. I don't know, like to it that that one. I mean, I'm kind of the same as as Tom, where the Ghostbusters franchise as a whole. I mean, I can you know I've I've been telling people that my favorite movie, Desert Island, number one, 
whole life favorite movie is is ghostbusters and it's been that way for so many years i remember seeing ghostbusters 2 in the movie theater and my mother fell asleep and i just looked at her like how how is this humanly possible and it's funny because i make fun of her about it still because i have the memory of looking over and she's like jack if you if you would be a parent taking your kid to a movie i don't care how loud it is it's dark and you're entertained i'm closing my eyes and she did she like fucking fell asleep and i'm like how how it's ghostbusters too ego how are you missing it and she was like yeah no i wanted to close my eyes totally fell asleep. <laughs> the, the beagle um oh, the, i'll tell you what if i'd be lying if i said i didn't take a little nap through a few uh kid movies in my day you know what i'm saying <laughs> hotel transylvania i'm looking at you but i, I actually like that movie but i would just nap yes please these toys are really cool though i will say the universal yeah, ones they're, especially they're, they're really fun yeah. The firehouse playset. I um I've gotten many birthday gifts over my lifetime. I mean, I've I have this ring that my wife gave me for my 30th birthday. <laughs> um, and like my parents helped me with a car for one of my birthdays. But for my fourth birthday, I got the Ghostbusters Firehouse. And I will stand by the fact that that was the best birthday gift I've ever gotten. That's fair. My Ewok tree hut was my all-time favorite personally. So I feel I you hard on that. Yeah you popped it open it was the best so i feel you hard on that one with ewoks and droids uh you know the main reason those shows were made were to sell toys yep. because there were no more star wars movies and they still wanted to sell the star wars toys so that they came sense. up with the uh, tv shows it and it worked hook line and sinker for me homie like i was like oh, yeah. all the buddies and watch all the show i loved the ewoks so hard as a kid i mean who didn't um and my husband still talks about his vhs copy of the ewok christmas special the star wars which he loves <laughs> so much <laughs> oh, um all right so so this one real ghostbusters was actually scary were there any other ones that you guys would have categorized as actually scary of, of all these um on beetlejuice a few times i remember there was one episode called skeletons in the closet where yeah. like they would say things like all like all your past misdeeds and Beetlejuice, of course, had like a crap load of them. But I remember there was one for Lydia and it was like, Lydia lied to her parents. And it was like somehow making its way through the world. And like every time it showed it, it had that different uh, CGI look and it was so creepy. And yeah, it, they, like, like it had very ethereal yes. voices. It would be like, you lied to them. There's a lot of creepy things that it's like, I don't know that if I, th- I don't think I thought it was creepy then. But like mm-hmm. looking back, I'm like, as a little kid, like, that should have creeped me out. Oh, I can vouch for the fact that all of these are creepy as fuck. That's, I'm going to just throw that out there. Someone who never watched them and watched them today. Creepy, creepy, creepy. (laughs) Just the opening of the Beetlejuice show was creepy to me. (laughs) It's like, what kind of fucked up ride is this? (laughs) Like I was, um, I was at my brother's over Thanksgiving, I want to say. And like, you know, some movie was coming on, like, you know, the Warner Brothers logo. I didn't know. We didn't know what was at first, but here you're like, bum, 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 and you know right away it's Beetlejuice. Like with the Pete, with um, Danny Elfman when he did uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah. So iconic and perfect. No, I agree with you. I love it. Yeah. So if you, Marissa, you might like, I don't know, Tales from the Crypt Keeper. Obviously, it's a kid version of Tales from the Crypt. And it's got an adorable little cartoon Crypt Keeper. He's super cute. But it does, it, it follows the morality tales just like the comic book does. Um, maybe, you know, obviously there's always like, you know, it, it focuses on kids. It's always about kids. And it's like, you know, a kid will do 
they'll they'll do something bad they'll get in trouble and there's like always a morality lesson obviously in this one they don't get any real comeuppance because again they're children this is tv um but it, it's it follows the majority of the formula of the ec comics where if you do something bad you know you won't get away with it you'll pay the consequences you've learned your lesson mm-hmm. did it use the same theme song as the original show because I know Danny Elfman was credited, but I didn't catch the, I watched a little bit of one of the episodes, but I didn't catch the like opening title. Let me see if it's still, I was watching it at least a couple months ago. It's on, it was on Tubi and okay. it might still be on Tubi. I will check. Yeah. Cause I was because like, huh, gonna... I wonder, cause I know Danny Elfman is credited. So, so, it, so basically took on the same format where bad people, now was it like kid, like when you say it was kid, Kidicized was it like the bully got buried alive or like okay <laughs> yeah i mean they would never get buried alive but like there was one where like i forget what happened to the girl i forget what she did but she ended up getting shrunk and it was kind of like a honey i shrunk the kid thing where like she ended up being like in the yard and there was like an ant and the ant started to come after her oh yeah mm-hmm. see and it's so weird because i thought maybe i didn't have all these because they were on some sort of premium channels but no they were all like abc and C- were these on saturday mornings yep 9 30 a.m was uh tales from the crypt keeper back in 93 tales from the crypt keeper is available on tubi so fun all right yeah i'll have to watch tubi. some more awesome. it is really when cool. tubi isn't recommending jeffrey Dahmer documentaries to me for some reason right. i watch tales from the crypt keeper it's so <laughs> weird i go in there just all Dahmer. Yeah. Sorry for ruining the podcast about kids. Yeah. Stuff. Oh, we we do the, we do a good job ruining our podcast right out the gate, so you don't have to ever apologize for that. <laughs> yeah, perfectly fine. Um, um, yeah. So so yeah, Tales from the Crypt Keeper was really fun. That was one that I didn't watch at the time that it came out. That's one that I found like a couple years later, uh, a couple years after the fact, probably like you know at some point in like the early two thousands when I was like searching YouTube for episodes of Tales from the Crypt uh, <laughs> before I got the DVDs. Like that would come up, and I'm like, what the fuck? There was a cartoon. Um, and then for me, like I said, Nickelodeon bringing it home with Ah Real Monsters, mm-hmm. uh, like that is the cartoon style that I love. I mean, that's the same guy I think that did Rugrats um and did a lot of cartoon network stuff i believe glasky chupo i think so is that how you say that i was looking at it and couldn't for the life of me figure it out yep they also did the first season of the simpsons you guys i i really think i was just a really bad kid because by 1994 Mm -hmm. i was not watching cartoons i was no doing bad kid things yeah (laughs) like i was what 13 yeah, we're 13 when this happened. Yeah, no, I I am I am officially yeah. out. Because I mean, like these these were definitely like in my mind, and maybe I'm no, I'm like I, I think I'm like these were more of like like this is like the snick era. Like this mm-hmm. is when it's like not necessarily for the little little kids, but the kids that are still watching Nickelodeon, watching all that, and Roundhouse and Are You Afraid of the Dark. We're also going. Yeah, but play... this was just on Nick. This wasn't a Snick show because if it was a Snick no, show, I'd be all about it. Oh no, no, no! Yeah. I, I know it wasn't Snick, but I'm just saying I think this was geared more toward that audience. Which is funny because I was a big Rugrats fan, but I drew the line. <laughs> like I was like, cool people watch Rugrats. That's it. So, yeah, uh, I was on to uh, like Daria, but and Red and Stimpy by this point. I feel mm-hmm. like right. No, like same. I was watching those, but okay. I mean, so Oblina, Oblina is my absolute favorite. I actually have like a little pop vinyl of the Avril Monsters, cool. and and Oblina is just like she's. It's it's so funny 
And I, I love the whole concept of like monsters have to go to monster school to learn how to scare. Um, like I just I find I, it's a fun concept. The character you mean Monsters University got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before Monsters Inc., you know this is this is how you do it. Um, no, but I I like it because it, like it had the elements of like it was kind of gross, like Ren and Stimpy, because Ren and Stimpy could get real nasty sometimes. So it kind of mm-hmm. had like that gross element. But like I said, the cartoon, the art style is very cool. And I don't know, I just I just ver- this is one I very much enjoyed. Um, like the. This one, uh, Beetlejuice, um, Real Ghostbusters. These are all box sets that I currently own. And like, I will dip back to multiple times. Huh. Yeah. A weird connection that's kind of, that we could use as a previous segue segue was, I'm sorry for all this uh, useless knowledge. No, I love it. Mm -mm. Um, Charlie Adler, who voiced, I guess, on on Real Monsters, he uh, he voiced Buster Bunny on tiny oh, Adventures. Yeah, tiny Toons adventures i was a fan of <laughs> he wasn't the only voice of buster bunny the other one i believe was john cassier who was the voice of the crypt keeper huh let me double check just to make sure before i that's interesting no that's what a funny like what a weird kind of circular huh now half of these shows you guys put on this list i think you made up because i've never in my life heard of invader zim or the grim adventures of villain billy oh grim adventures is so good yeah, those are, I think those are more like mid to late 2000s, I think. Like those are some of the more modern hashtag, you know, oh, I'll, I'll air quote okay. modern. Zim was like 99 around 2000 it? and it only okay. lasts like six or seven episodes. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you, Marissa, have you ever heard of the comic book Johnny the Homicidal Maniac? No. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, very, very cool. Uh, very, very cool graphic novel. The same guy that did that did Invader Zim. Okay. Yeah. And the Grave Adventures of Billy and Mandy had a Powder Puff vibe to it. Am I wrong? Yeah, that you're you're not wrong. That's Cartoon Network. You know same. exactly, okay. like Dexter's Lab. Yeah, um, yeah, like all of it looks just like dog. all those. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't I remember, come to any of that until later in life. So yeah. I remember there was a Christmas episode of um, Billy and Mandy. I don't remember a thing about it. I just remember the end credits. They played Round and Round by a Rat. Yeah, <laughs> that's a soft that's choice. The, that's the only thing I remember about that episode. Yeah, that was on. That was on for like seven years. I can't believe I never even knew that existed until this moment. Yeah, I mean that was definitely when. When did that? We were that was two thousand two thousand and one through two thousand and seven. Yeah, right. yeah. So we're we're college age and beyond in that at that point. Yeah. That's so, like yeah. we should be watching Cartoon Network before eight p.m. age. <laughs> I want to say that I, I was in college. I was not watching Cartoon Network. That is a lie. Yeah. I was gonna say I was yeah, there. That's, so that's you're like um. You own the Powderpuff Girls box yeah. set. So. <laughs> the first time I watched Powderpuff was with you. So, yeah, so. Hey, I can't complain because you are the reason why I used to play that one song I was obsessed with, Optagonally Yours, the Powderpuff theme song, on my Rowan radio show all the time because I loved you because you guys introduced me to that and I really liked it. That soundtrack was fucking slapping. Okay. So tell me, Courage the Care of the Dog is not a horror show, y'all. Oh, Am I wrong? Oh, oh, oh. Oh wait. Okay, I I've never I've only seen oh, like wait, one or two episodes. <laughs> Am I wrong? I thought it was like I don't know fantasy. It's I don't know. I didn't think it would go get on this list. It's so. not the show. It's things in certain episodes of the show. Jackie, what's the first thing you think of that brings pure nightmare fuel regarding courage? Goodness. There was an episode. I'm trying to. All I can remember. 
See, the whole thing with like Courage the Cowardly Dog is that really, really fucked up shit happened. But mm-hmm. Courage was the only one that experienced it. Like his owners were oblivious to it. So it was always funny. And they, they their whole thing was like, oh, Courage, like knock it off. You're fine. There's nothing out there. So I'm scary shit remember. was happening. Yeah. With I, all like, these creepy characters. I remember something with Courage. Like he was like out in the field because they live in the middle of nowhere. Is it a return the slab (laughs) that's what it was it's been a while since i've had since i've watched courage i just remember there was a really like a really creepy one where he was running through like like they're like kind of like they're like they had like a farm right but it was like again like almost like post-apocalyptic well i'll tell you what this face on here is and the one with the all white face some episodes that were like very like trippy nightmare fuel yeah i don't know if i want to watch this this might scare me Yeah, but this, I love this no joke. This is a game. There are <laughs> monsters and monkeys and stuff. Can't fall asleep out here. <laughs> Can't be a cowardly dog out here. Now, wait a minute. Is the yeah. premise that he's a coward, but he still has to deal with all this crap and nobody else sees it? Like it's his. Yeah, he like essentially, yeah. Like and he like constantly like Muriel and oh, what's his name? Eustace. That those are his owners, and like he, like it's almost like they are in danger, but they don't know it. And Courage basically has to save them. Are they? The they cute have old no people? idea they're in danger, and they have no idea that he's saving them every week. Oh yeah. man, I watched the wrong shows to get ready for this episode. That sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I love Muriel. Eustace is like a cranky old man, and Muriel is just like, I'm gonna be her when I'm old. I'm just gonna Aww. be old and oblivious and love my dog. Yeah. Like, oh, that's perfect. Or just like yeah. pulling on his like shirt. Why? And he, like pointing at the ghost. Why? And like <laughs> he doesn't see it. Why are you pointing at stupid dog? <laughs> yeah. courage, courage is very good. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, obviously. Scooby-Doo is a classic. There's so many different iterations of Scooby-Doo. I actually, over the weekend, um, for shits and giggles, I put on the live action Scooby-Doo because I don't think I've watched it since it came out. Oh, and I like the live action. Yeah, like I forgot how fun it was. Mm-hmm. I really did. I, I forgot how fun the live action Scooby-Doo was. So yeah. And also I think this year for Halloween, um, my dog and I, I think we're going to dress up as Shaggy and Scoob. Because really, oh. I just got to put on a blue collar on him and a green shirt and brown corduroys for me. And so we're going to be Scooby and Shaggy for Halloween. I'm going to tell you, it's, it's about know. goddamn time. That's my only thought on that. I don't understand what your holdup has been. <laughs> uh, okay, with me and Scooby, actually, uh, I wasn't as big on Scooby-Doo, where are you, as I was on a pup named Scooby-Doo. <gasps> I liked oh, a pup named Scooby-Doo. Yeah. That, <laughs> that was one more entertaining for me as a kid. Me too. Because like, they were my age. Not, yes, not, yes. Mm-hmm like teenager or early 20s or 30s or yeah, they were like young yeah yeah i i was having a conversation very similar to this is what led me to get uh the boomerang streaming service my mm. friend aj and i were talking about scooby-doo and he was talking about how he loved it like he came home from school he watched scooby-doo and we did the same thing we talked about a pup named scooby-doo and all the different iterations of scooby-doo where are you and things like that and we started talking about hanna-barbera cartoons in general and yeah, we look it up. Boomerang's like $40 a year. I was like, well, I need Scooby-Doo anytime I possibly desire it. <laughs> so yeah, we I signed up for the Boomerang channel. So yeah, I've got Pup Named Scooby-Doo. And then with like all the other iteration of like the kid version, because there's um, the Flintstones has a kid version. Oh, That's yeah. right, I remember um, that. There's Tom and Jerry kids. They have mm-hmm. a kid version. Like there's all these kid versions of these Hanna-Barbera costume, uh, 
cartoons but, but yeah no i got i got the boomerang streaming service just so i could have <laughs> scooby-doo where are you anytime day or night and it's mm-hmm. and it's got all the movies too which one of my all-time favorite direct-to-video scooby-doo movies is scooby-doo and the reluctant werewolf like that's mm. my favorite one um and then scooby-doo i think it's scooby-doo on zombie island has one of the most badass songs that I actually put it on my Spotify playlist because it's so fucking fun. I'll I'll send it to you, Marissa, so you can hear it. But it's like oh. it's a it's a banger. It's such yeah. a fun jam. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Apparently, uh, Scooby Doo on Zombie Island is the gold standard for direct DVD Scooby Doo movies because mm. that's that's the one that people always bring up. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah that's, that is that one. I hadn't seen that one, and my friend AJ was like, "That's my favorite. You need to watch it." And I wow. watched it, and I was like, "This is fucking fun." And like I said, that song is so good. It's on my Spotify. But it's on my Jack Jams. It, it it pumps me up. It's a very good song. Like I said, <laughs> I'll send it to you. <laughs> my Jack it's super Jams. Fun. Whatever you say, that it makes me giggle every time. Now, before uh straight before uh playlists and things like that, how many volumes of Jack Jams would there be? <laughs> oh my god. Because the playlist um, is like 5,000 songs long, so. <laughs> yeah, no, my my Jack Jams playlist on Spotify is eight, nine hours. But like, yeah, prior to this, like I, I loved making mixtapes. And she, she made me some bangers back in the day. Yeah, I got burn CDs. And my thing when I made you a burn CD, like there'd be some cool jams and I would always slip in TV theme songs. <laughs> like my always, favorite yeah. one from Marissa has the Who's the Boss <laughs> theme song. Just, just oh. randomly in there with all the other jams. Like suddenly it's like, I loved it too. I never, I could never. Yeah, which you got to have it. But it's it's really like you what what's what blows my mind about it too is that you're never not happy when one of those songs comes on. Um, because I have another podcast called TPIF. I mean, the only podcast I'm on is called TPIF with for Thank Pot It's Funny based off TGIF shows. <laughs> and we've brought up um TV theme songs a lot. And I will always stand by the fact that the gold standard when it comes to TV theme song writing is the song from Cheers. Yeah, Cheers is very good. That is a good one. You think that's the top? Is that your top? Yeah, it's not my favorite, but I think that's the gold standard of TV theme song. Um, Well, for me, it's Growing Pains was the gold standard. I think Perfect Strangers might be mine. Oh, right. Right. No, Growing Pains is mine. I just imagine flying and shaking hands with people. That's what the Perfect Strangers theme song reminds me of. I don't know why. Like, Not like flying in a plane, like flying, like Peter Pan flying. <laughs> like, hey, if well, you're on the wings of your dreams. So, yeah. what are you going to do? If oh, you, that's probably If you really <laughs> want to make life better for me, just start mm-hmm. saying, Show me that smile again. Like, I just had nothing wrong. Right. And suddenly, nothing's wrong in life for me. Like, to me, that's the gold standard. I don't know why, but I, that's fun. That's a fun one. We should have a lot more fun with that. That's definitely a good, like, we need to do like a, an episode of something on that because I can talk about those songs all day. So at, uh, at, at, at the present moment, Jack Jams, which, so Tom, my Jack Jams on Spotify, it's uh-huh. literally just like upbeat, makes me happy songs. Some awesome. of them are rock. I did throw in a little bit of pop music, which is rare for me, but it's Ooh. shocking. It's toxic by Britney Spears. So how could I not have it on there? Um, the current, the current time on this list is 12 hours and 40 Jesus. minutes. <laughs> so it is nonstop fun. That is, that is not fun. I, but yeah. I also all of all of my list on Spotify are something jams, because um, there's Jack jams, there were Christmas jams, Pearl Jam jams, 
Um, and then like all slow songs and kind of love songs, um, boner jams. So <laughs> boner yeah. jams volume three. Yeah, boner boner jam. she definitely boner had, jams yeah. 03. She was definitely making those mixtapes in high school, throwing them out to uh to all the eligible bachelors. Um, <laughs> uh, so, okay. Wink. <laughs> Let's Sorry. transition uh into something that Marissa can talk a little bit more on because let's talk about some disney horror that has come up over the years which i know is going to be way more your speed marissa yeah i mean so disney i think has a long cd history of super super creepy obscure movies from like the 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 80s and 90s but what like all these weird like the ones that were made for tv and stuff like that that just got weird for a while but i think the big heavy hitters are the ones that kids still totally watch and are obsessed with today like nightmare before christmas has literally taken on a life of its own and is mm-hmm. you know just this this force to be reckoned with and i i stand by it i mean my kids are big fans same things with things like frank and weenie i love ichabod crane I was never like, like the Mr. Toad part of it. I would just watch the Ichabod story and be done yeah, with it. <laughs> but like, I have to say the, ha- I'm kind of pumped about this whole new haunted mansion talk of a movie because the first one was such a letdown, you know, like mm-hmm. it, we waited for it for so long because if there's one thing horror plus Disney for me, it's the, the haunted mansion itself as a ride, mm-hmm. as an entity, as a force. I mean, if you look at my Disney pin board, it's all figment and haunted <laughs> mansion stuff, you know, like, I'm recording this on my dining room table for my anniversary last year. My wife got me a runner. Oh, that is cool, man. I'm jealous. Yeah. My brag piece is I have um, uh, like somebody got me like this jar that you press on it and says the sayings from when you walk in. It's really cool. (laughs) Yeah. See that little white banner there? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is a map of the mansion. Oh, that is so cool. I wanted to get that for my office. I'm jealous. I want the map of the mansion so bad. Yeah, let me tell you, when Spirit went 90% off, I just went in there and loaded up on everything I could. They had such good haunted man. Yeah, they had such good stuff this year. I missed it. I I used to do the dumpster diving outside the Spirit Halloween. I used to kill doing that because they throw away all the animatronics. They throw away everything. But- Oh, dude, I, when I tell you there were years when I came out with so much crap, it was ridiculous. But eventually it became such a well-known thing that people are so aggressive about it now that I don't even bother. But I swear 10, like, not maybe not, five, six years ago, you could go dumpster diving outside Spirit and come out with thousands of dollars worth of, co- I used to take entire brand new bags full of brand new costumes and just donate them to the Goodwill because they would just throw them in dumpsters and it broke my heart yeah so like we used to it was like a thing I used to go I used to literally dumpster dive and come out with animatronics and of course my kids were really little at the time so they were scared of the ball so I just gave them all away fog machines like just insane thousands of dollars worth of brand new products and now it's like literally an online cult of people who figure out the exact day and just wait outside and get handed it but they literally will just throw everything away which is just disgustingly wasteful and and horrible but yeah so i missed the night i i the 90 percent days are a good call but yeah if you're listening spirit halloween corporation fuck you for throwing shit away uh at least donate that shit you're just bad people for doing that spirit halloween uh stores who are a conglomerate of uh, spencers located Right outside Atlantic State, New Jersey, on the Black Horse Pike. I know where you are. Yeah, we're coming yeah. for you. No, we're not. But that's, I mean, no, that sounded not. cool. I yeah. learned that this year. <laughs> I didn't know that Spirit Halloween's flagship store was in Egg Harbor Township. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they're big. Like, 
I, I like literally flipping through YouTube and one of the people on YouTube I follow is like, I got to go to the grand opening for the season at the flagship store. And it said Egg Harbor Township, New Jersey. I was like, wait, I, that's my New Jersey. I know New Jersey. The dumpster, dives, no at the, the dumpster dives at the flagship are the stuff of legends. I've never, yeah. I've never been that brave, but. You have a velvet rope and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and so you know I, what? It's, yeah, God. I was going to say, I have to say like in my head, so in our show notes, I had, you know, I put down the haunted mansion and I don't know what I'm remembering. If it was a book, like I see in my head, the grim grinning ghosts as a cartoon like yeah am they I were making in, no up? there was there was tons of cartoons that the grim and granny ghosts were a part okay of. there was like the ghost like they did their ghostbusters disney version of it there's mm-hmm. tons of cartoons that incorporate them and even like i have to say one of my all-time favorite things to watch and every season my daughter and i watch it is they had like the house of villains which is like a a conglomeration of all the halloweeny cartoons from way back in the day it's got like mm-hmm. broom hilda and all them and one of my all-time favorite horror cartoon moments of all of disney is the one where, and I forget the name of the actual episode, but it's the witch and Huey, Dewey, Louie against Donald because he's mm-hmm. being a shithead during trick or treat. And one Almost. of our, my all-time favorite things is she <laughs> she makes him go run and get a jump start to like run into a wall. And he's like, how far should I go? And she's like, about a mile or two. Like, she's just the best witch <laughs> ever. And like, she jumps or like she dances with her broom and shit. Like she wild. She's, can I just say that she's one of my favorite things about horror plus Disney. And I also think that if we're talking horror and Disney, we got to give a super shout out to the OG villains who were fucking terrifying when we were kids. Because oh. you want to talk horror and Disney? I'm going to say two things right now. Two scary things that ever happened in Disney World. And Tom, you can correct me. Number one, the end of Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, where you die. Oh. Where you literally are in fucking purgatory. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Have you ever been to Disneyland? Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's still there. It is. That's why I went. It was like literally like for me, it was like a holy pilgrimage to go mm-hmm. ride Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. My wife had never been on it because she hadn't gone to Disney World when it was there. So uh, us going to Disneyland, it was the first time for her. It was like oh, the first time husband, since 90. 90- seven for me (laughs) it's still amazing it's bonkers right and it's Mm -hmm. like i don't even think like my kids have never been on it and i gotta bring them out there to go on it because i'm so afraid they're gonna shut it down but Mm -hmm. oh god just so good and then here's my second other crazy scary disney thing Uh scariest moment in disney disney rides when the fucking witch on snow white's uh the the wild ride or whatever it was called Mm -hmm. she drops the freaking rock on your head but that's not even the scariest part of the ride because literally the entire thing was you were jolted around into Uh jump scares of animatronic versions (gasps) of the witch and she was just fucking scary and old and just terrified Mm -hmm. with her apple and to this day i can like wake up in a cold sweat remembering being little and being on that ride and being like because you knew she was coming there was nothing you and now it's winnie the pooh and it's delightful but well mr toad's winnie the pooh but um man that ride was nightmare fuel for me that that's no white's dark ride what was it called i'm blanking on white's adventures that was snow white's scary adventures scary but they had to call it scary (laughs) and then remember they changed the ending so instead of getting the rock on you and dying you it was like oh look everybody's okay but it was still so scary that they had they had that ride traumatized the shit out of generations because there were like you know little puddles of urine in the ride cars that that didn't have that yeah that was me (laughs) (laughs) um and i miss the badassery of old school disney but i also think if my daughters would have ridden that ride yes pee all pee all over the place like they would (laughs) being wussy little kids of today they would not i mean they were terrified of the haunted mansion for their first like 
I mean, God, I couldn't drag them on that ride when they were little. Now they're all about it. But man, yeah. our first two trips there. <laughs> As a seven-year-old, I was scared of the Haunted Mansion. Yeah, but me too. No, it's my favorite ride. Mine too. <laughs> and it's it's also the like, no matter what we do, that we that's always our first ride. Oh, Magic Kingdom's our first park. That's always our first ride. Now Peter Pan's my first every time. Really? Weird, Blind? yeah. It's always so long. long. That's why I drop. I don't rope drop to anything in Magic Kingdom, but if I am rope dropping, I'm going to Peter Pan first because I know the line's going to be shitty and I'm not going to wait in it. (laughs) When I went in, I was there on October 1st, 2021 for the the day of the 50th anniversary. Nice. And we were there all week. So I wanted my thing for the week to be to ride every opening day attraction. That's awesome. In the Magic Kingdom. Yeah. That was still there. And Peter Pan's flight was one of them. And I remember... At one point during the day, it broke down. So I went and got something to eat. Then I went back just as they were opening it. So I st- waited in line for, for like five minutes. Awesome. And got right on. You do. You and can get a, lucky. Yeah. Yeah. As a kid, though, I can remember that being my brother's favorite ride. And, you know, waiting 10 minutes, 15 minutes. It was never that long. It never had long lines when we were kids. Yeah. It, no. I, I agree with you. It was one of those you knew. Like Pirates of the Caribbean, when we were kids, you knew you could walk on those with no problem. Yeah. But now those those fuckers get lines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what changed people today are just slow. It's like move yeah. your move, move your right. ass. You gotta right. ride to ride. <laughs> I did want to take a, another second to promo. Uh let let Tom promo himself oh. because you you do uh some travel stuff with Disney, correct? Uh yes. I um I am a Disney travel consultant for a authorized earmarked travel agency called Mickey World Travel. And Disney parks are my special specialty, along with pop culture. Disney parks and Disney park knowledge is like the one thing I'm good at. And so, you know, check out my uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slash uh, Mickey World Travel Tom Coombs. That's uh, Mickey World Travel, traditional spelling of Mickey and World and Travel. And uh, Tom, T-O-M, and uh, Coombs, C-O-O-M as in Mickey, B as in boy, S. If anybody out there is listening and debating a vacation, planning a Disney is like planning a military fucking operation in a major world war. And if you're not a super dork like I am who loves literally planning to the minute, use someone like Tom and and use people who know what they're doing because they are going to get you the experience you deserve, the experience you need. His expertise. I mean, you are a Disney person like i am so i mean you make me look like a a noob but you are you are the kind of person who needs to be planning these vacations because your love of disney and your knowledge i mean people don't know what they're getting into and then the next thing you know they're like i don't know what i'm doing like i need help and so if you're out there and you're thinking about going to disney do it through someone like tom trust me you'll get the most out of out of your experience and you won't want to kill somebody while you're trying to figure it all out because you're going to get there and you're going to goof it all up no pun intended if you don't (laughs) yeah let me tell you, when we went also, we went during the 50th anniversary because I wanted to be there during the 50th anniversary. And after we planned, we found out we were with child. So that's how we announced our uh, baby. Adore, yeah, adorable. Okay. I was, and, I, and I'm, I'm jealous. I, I would have loved to have been there for the 50th this year. I, I was a little uh, salty about the, the figment buckets going so awry because I would, I would have happily gotten my hands on one of those puppies. I'm a big so, figment gal. Promise you won't be mad at me if I tell you something. Do you have one? I'm getting one. My friend uh, Jen, Monster Mania. Uh, shout out to Jen, you're amazing. They were jealous. She waited in line. 
six hours so yes. our child could have a figment bucket bucket oh my god name. that is a person who you oh what an is it is, is it literally just a bucket with figment it's on a it? bucket for popcorn but it's so okay. shaped like figment it's so i mean dope. yeah no yeah. figment stuff i'm, I'm here for shape. i'm i'm not a, a disney person i've been to disney twice once when i was very young once when i was in high school i'm gonna Haven't take her don't worry since yeah, Marissa, Marissa's threatening me with a good time and taking me to Disney. But the one thing I do remember from when we went the very first time was like Figment, like Mickey, very cool, goofy, <laughs> high five. Figment was my favorite. I have a Figment <laughs> doll. I still have my Figment doll from, you know, what was it, 84, 85 when we went? I think it was like wow. 85 when we went. I still have my Figment doll. We, my Figment doll is in the baby's, to- on, on display on the baby's uh, bookshelf right now. And um, guys, I'm throwing it out there. As of right now, we're planning on being there for my 40th birthday. And I like, I just want to do one night dinner with everyone at one of the hotel restaurants. And if you can, can come, it's great. If not, no worries. But just throwing it out there for when I turn 40 next year. Most importantly, though, will it be at Ohana? Because if it's not, then I, I won't be there. <laughs> um, it would. I'm considering Whispering Canyon Cafe. Have oh, you ever had there? Yep, I'll allow it. Yeah. Yes. And that place is amazing. And they're like, they get all jokey and stuff like that. It is cute. It's a fun yeah. time. Yeah. And the food is great because they have a smokehouse on site. I agreed. Like it was better than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Not not quite Ohana level for me, but oh, pretty no. good. <laughs> um, now, what do you like at Ohana? Do you like the noodles? Everything. Soup to wings? nuts. I think, I think pound for pound. And that dessert though, bro. That's what really... No. Here's a little tip for you. Next time you go, don't don't tell anyone. Okay, just between <laughs> you and me, nobody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ivan Jackie. Um, if you go to la, the la, Tambu la, Tambu la. Lounge, which is connected to Ohana, you uh-huh. can get those same food items at a lower price. Shut the fuck up! What? Oh yeah, my bitch. god! But like you just rocked my world because literally my entire trip often hinges on when my trip to Ohana is going to be. So if you're telling me I can just walk in and get it real quick to go and just eat it, oh, to the, to the lounge. Yeah. And I hang out in that lounge. I've I've often hung out in that lounge waiting for my Ohana to be ready. Oh, that's my Ohana. Oh my God. Well, my husband's getting to go this year because he's a, like for senior trip. And I just, I love the senior trip to go because you just, you get the kids in the park and then you have a whole day to yourself and it's just glorious. And um, let me ask you this. I guess I think Ohana was your, Ohana is your favorite on property restaurant. Yes. Mine is kind of, is the sci-fi dining. What? Yes. Wait, you are entangling experience and food quality, good sir. Yes, I am. <laughs> but I will tell you this. My wife got a veggie burger there, and she said it's the best veggie burger that she has ever had. Wow. All right. I've never, yeah. I will admit I've never ordered, but like, listen, I love it there. And and Jackie, have you ever eaten there? It's the one where you sit in the cars and they play like cheesy 50s sci-fi it, movies. Let me tell you, yeah. my knowledge of like Disney parks is like watching defunct land. No, on... I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm taking you. Yeah. I can't live with you like this. Yeah, anymore. I was saying, I, I know nothing. <laughs> yeah, I went in 1996. So I remember I went there when they, were just, when they were just about to break ground on Animal Kingdom was when oh, I wow. went there. We're going and we're doing that in Universal because I can't live another day with you like this. I can't. <laughs> I, I won't do it. It's like sometimes in life you need your bestie slash soulmate slash love of your life to do the right thing by you. And this is that moment. Hear me now. We're going to Disney soon. We um went to, I did Universal, both parks. I never did Islands of Adventure. And I hadn't done Universal since 93. I hadn't done Day There since 93. So we went there in October. Well, two years ago. I'm sorry for going on all these tangents. No. This is horror related. <laughs> okay. we went, um, for I'm Halloween waiting for you to admit that the rides are better at Universal because it's time all Disney fans do that. 
Okay, it, it really depends on the ride because Spider-Man and Transformers are the exact same ride. Fair. No, fair. They're still um, cool, but fair. But I mean, okay, I'll I'll get back to the, the rides later. <laughs> I went, because my friend Jen, the one who hooked me up with Figment, she works for Universal, so we visited her at for Horror Nights. Now, they had, do you know how Horror Nights works at Universal, guys? Mm-hmm. They have like several movie-themed haunted houses and stuff. Mm-hmm. The year we went, they had a Ghostbusters one. They had a Stranger Things one. Which I wanted to, yeah. They had a Killer Clowns from Outer Space one. Yes, they did. Killer Clowns is my wife's favorite movie. Now, here's the thing. They're, in the Ghostbusters one, you go through, they play the music from the movies, not just the theme song, like the do-do-do-do-do-do, the like honky-tonk mm-hmm. piano music. And it was so cool. And the Killer Clowns, when they play the score, and like, you know, it smells like cotton candy throughout. And then there was a House of a Thousand Corpses one. And they play the music from that and stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's yeah. I'm not I'm so too, too big on. I don't have on that okay. one, but um. Oh, you're not a fan of the. Okay, fair enough. I was that year was probably the year where I probably ugly cried about not being able to go. Jackie, let's plan our trip for then so we can do horror nights too because it's on my bucket list. <laughs> Next October, uh, done. done. Start saving your done. pennies, pretty girl. Okay. Take Veloc- it. Tripping. <laughs> their Velocicoaster is amazing. Oh, I want to ride it so bad, dude. Their coasters are so good. Let me tell you this, though. After getting off that, I did not feel right. No, you won't. You no. shouldn't. No. And I don't feel right like, after I get off anything anymore. I'm too old. <laughs> like I'm, I suppose Incredible Hulk coaster was good and other it's coasters were good. Good. It's really good. But but let me tell you, after Velocicoaster, you ride that last because every other wow. ride in comparison to that Velocicoaster. All right. That's a bold statement because I feel like a, I love I like a lot of the coasters at Universal. We're definitely off on a tangent, but I just want to say rapid fire and I'm going to end on this. I'm going to die on this hill. Hogwarts rides, best rides out there right now, pound for pound. Like um, the, the rides in like the, the escape from Gringotts and uh, Hogwarts one are, in journey. my humble opinion, the best rides I've ever ridden. Forbidden Journey, I think is better than Gringotts. I agree. Agree. Now, listen, I well, never got uh, to the Harry Potter. I'm so not 100%. Oh, see, Harry I'm a Potter huge Harry Potter, Potter dork, yeah. I'm like, I don't know what this is. I don't know what that is. Oh, uh, so you, you were, know? like, I was, like, wearing my robe, and I felt like it was real, and it was, I was living my dream, yeah. We went into Gringotts, and um, uh, I'm like, oh, this is a nice place, and it's like, welcome to Gringotts Bank. I think it's some sort of bank, babe. I said oh, to my wife. So- uh-huh. yeah see you don't count that yeah because it, it's it's the whole vibe of it um and jackie i just i want to be i want that magic with you <laughs> i want to wear our matching robes you and your slytherin one no i'm just kidding <laughs> i love messing with you about that just because chad so, is a slytherin just because so, my boyfriend yeah you're your niece, not a slytherin your, your niece is a slytherin now too she's so fucking proud of herself look what yeah. you look she's sold out dirty dirty Biatch. Although to be fair, dude, and I haven't been the new Star Wars rides, but I hear I hear they are literally life changing experiences. So. Rise of the Resistance, holy crap! I literally hear it'll change your life, and and yeah. I'm I'm counting the days. I'm so mm-hmm. I said to my husband, I've never been this way. Like I've always been like, yes, go if you can go experience things in life, go experience them. I don't mm-hmm. know how I'm going to be able to handle the fact that he rides it without me. Like I really, because he's going this this spring. Oh. I don't want to hold him back from what is a life-changing experience, but the thought of him experiencing without me feels like he's going to cheat on me in some strange, ridiculous way. Like on the ride? 
Yeah. He's going to be on this ride. He's going to go through this transformative experience on a big dorky thing. And I'm not going to be there. And it, it'll be dirty. And I hope he's going to have to live with that. So you think he's going to like sit next to some girl and she'll be like, can you hold my hand during the ride? And it doesn't. Like, sure. It has no, it does has nothing to do with it. It has to do with the fact that he will have done this thing that I am dying. Like I literally planned a trip and you got fucked over by the COVID just mm. to go to Rise of the Resistance. And now oh. the thought of, like I said, the thought of him doing it without me and I want him to go and I'm, I'm okay, I'll cope. Mm-hmm. I'll talk to a marriage counselor or whatever, but I have to <laughs> like, but oh man. All right, yeah. I'm sorry. I have to, this is what you get for letting me talk Disney, Jackie. You really label yourself. Okay, I will, I will bring Disney. us back. I will bring us back to our schedule. So our last topic we're going to talk about tonight, uh, and again, we're, we're looking at you and then we're going to talk to Tom about it, is parenting and horror. Because with these horror cartoons, like we said in the beginning, I was not allowed to watch horror movies. So here, have these fun kid versions of horror. I mean, obviously, I'm assuming this is stuff that you would let your kids watch. But like, like you know, is this horror 101? Or do you kind of just dive in and like, okay, we're going to watch like Gremlins and we're going to watch, you know, That's, like, yeah. like the actual Pocus Beetlejuice and, and Jaws and yeah. things like that. Those are all horror 101. These are not things that were in our canon. Maybe just because I didn't grow up with them though. So who knows? Um, I, with my daughters, they took a while to come around to horror. Now that they're in their tween years, we do things like Fear Street. We do things that are safe for, you know, like for me, it's really like, as long as it's not ridiculous sexual stuff, Mm-hmm. I'm I'm down a clown. I let them control the speed of what we do. Molly, remember, like yawned her way through Poltergeist, and I was convinced she was going to nightmares for months. Um, <laughs> remember, she just said, "Jaws." You were with us when we watched Jaws. Oh yeah, that she was, was so like one bored. of her. She was like, "This is so boring." Like she, she so bored. Kids today are very desensitized and hard to please are, when it comes to her. Well, to be fair, she was <laughs> like, bad. "Where's the shark? When's the shark going to come?" Like she was not. She was not there for the slow burn of Jaws because she was like, where's the shark? When's the shark going to attack? Well, like, to be, I want a shark yeah. attack now. It is a fucking movie about a shark. It takes forever for the shark to do anything cool. You Watching horror with my kids just brings me a fresh new lens. Like Kenzie loved, she went hard into the Chucky series. And I was so hesitant because it is a little risque, but it has such lgbtq positive vibes that i, I gotta give Dan, don mancini such shout outs because i'm like yay for my kid feeling a place in horror for her like she well, loves glenn glinda like she's like was all it, about it was it molly or ken's who said the it series was like one of their favorite movies both of them love they, the i was gonna say series. remember what, like, you, one of them had said in- that yeah they and yeah. the second one i was like a little uncomfortable because then they were adults and shit got like adulty but they love i mean they love those movies still yeah. they stand by them so, I mean, it's hard. I mean, you got to let them set the pace. I'm more liberal than most parents because I'm a horror fanatic mm-hmm. at heart and because I'm a pop culture geek. But like, I mean, I love that they know things like Ichabod and they know the Grim Grinning Ghosts and they're, they're so geeky by like by association. But I also find that certain things they just aren't interested in because it's mom stuff and it's not cool, you know? But like, I, I wouldn't let them watch like Freddy or like- Jason yeah they're tweens I mean I don't need them seeing all TNA garbagey 80s crap 
But if they were like, mom, can we watch Freddy? I'd probably be like, all right. You know, I feel like I was their age. Like when I was like the first time I watched like Sleepaway Camp. And the first time I watched Jason Goes to Hell. Like I remember being at like 13 at my friend's sleepover. And like, that's what was rented. And that's what we watched. See, it's different today. They're watching like Unfriended or like Megan is Missing and shit like that. I told them, you know how I freaking traumatized by that shit. I've given them good hard lectures about not crossing lines in horror that you can't undo so like they were smart enough to not go seek out that shit because i was very honest with them when all their friends were watching that shit and i was like you want to be traumatized go ahead but you're gonna shit's gonna traumatize you so like i've given them and they come what's cool is that they'll come to me and be like mom do you think we can handle like i I let them watch it on friended even though it was it was a lot for their age but their kid their friends are all watching it that's the shit they're gonna put on at parties fear street and like the babysitter and like all these new tweeny bopper shows and movies is what they're watching so i'd rather watch it with them because a it's our job for our podcast and b at least then i'm there to have those good conversations so i say game on how about you tom what's your take on all this well as it stands right now my wife already has two little toys uh for the bit for our child one of which is a small stuff freddy there's a small stuff pennywise <laughs> tim curry version um that uh we have in their toy chest already they're like the like little cutesy ones yeah like the yeah my daughters have some of those, I have one too. Of those yeah 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 so we have those already i don't know if we're gonna like we probably won't do like we might like do like jaws when they're like you know seven or eight um when they're like maybe like you know early tweens like if we can find a t a tv edited version of halloween believe it or not dude there's very other than the one cringy boobies a little bit of boob but yeah halloween we did they actually loved the new halloween movies well they hated the most recent one but they loved the first remake one like we were hard on that one the original like for me it's gonna sound weird but the original was like a like a big old comfy blanket me too for Halloween yeah. time. Same. It's like because I can just like put it on and like go to sleep, have sweet dreams. <laughs> same. Yeah. same like, dreams. We've, we've said it before. Like it could be like March, and I watch that movie, and it's like I want a blanket and a chai tea because it feels like crisp mm-hmm. fall. That movie com- immediately evokes cozy autumnal. Like I I I need to have a fuzzy blanket. That that movie mm-hmm. is fall to me. So I, I absolutely yeah. love that okay. feeling. Like the leaves and like, you know, just like the- It is. You know, I watched that. And again, like it's the suburbs. I'm like, okay, that's the town I grew up in. That's the town I live in now. Like that's sleepy, quiet, you know, sidewalk Mm -hmm. streets and the whole nine. I'm like, that's, I I love that feeling. And Halloween is one of the few movies that gives me that instant feeling of fall and it's cozy and here comes silent killer. I'm so (laughs) excited. It's funny too, because it's like, you never know the stuff that they'll imbibe like, they are not big on a lot of stuff that I'm into, but like Molly has my Lori Strode in her room. It's like mm-hmm. my NECA figure is on her nightstand because like oh. she's Lori in her head is like this ultimate badass and I love it. And it's like the old, the, the Lori from now and mm. I love it. And then meanwhile, like my older one has, Mackenzie has Tiffany and Chucky in her room. Oh. So it's like, it's like little weird things that they kind of imbibe that you don't even realize they're absorbing and becoming their own people about, but it's, it's cool to watch them. Like, like, you know, when Molly has her plague doctor stuffed edible, like it's just cool stuff that they just evolve into. Things like Ghostbusters and stuff like that. I'll show them to them as a kid. If they stick, they do. But if not, I don't want to force it on them. Wait, if wait till they'll say they... things like Ghostbusters is lame. Like, and yeah. luckily, I'm lucky my daughters both really like the series and really like the new one. They watched it with Aunt Jackie, as a matter of fact. Yeah. But um, 
like shit like they don't like marvel and or like star wars they're not into either and it breaks my heart but they're not into it what am i gonna do i really hope that they like uh ghostbusters and star wars because there's a lot of that stuff in my parents attic you're gonna be i was looking forward to giving them i know my kids don't give a two hoots about star they got into a little bit when ray was a thing like they were attracted to that but my kids don't give two hoots about star wars about marvel like no matter and i am huge marvel even things like harry potter like molly got into the movies for a while kenzie got into it for a while but now they're they don't imbibe it the way i do like that it's like this thing for me and i sometimes i think it's because it's such a thing for me that they don't like it but then again like kenzie recently got hard into rocky horror picture show and i was like yay because i never thought they'd get into that you know but so it's like you never know That's uh, my wife's second favorite movie, or maybe that's her first in Killer Clowns. It's her second. But, uh, Sorry, solid choice. Yeah, very those good are choice. her two very favorite movies. Well, thank you for letting me have some sort of say in all this. You guys had a lot of fun talking about these. I can't. I actually kind of want to go watch some of these shows now. <laughs> I was going to say if we if we we need to have Marissa and I, unfortunately, just because of holidays and illness and you know the uptick in COVID or whatever. We saw each other in the beginning of December for your birthday, Marissa, but mm-hmm. we haven't seen each other since. So no, Marissa and I are due for a smuggle date. And oh, if you want to watch, I will bring, I'll bring some cartoon box sets and we can, we can rock some cartoons. Maybe we can lure the little snuggle. ones. Yep. Yeah. We can definitely snuggle. Um, yeah. Tom, thank you so, so much. So one more time, uh, tell us where we can find you um, with Pop Daddy, with like I said, if you are still doing the TGIF podcast and your travel business. Of course. And uh, I want to say I'm sorry for uh, getting us so, so, so off track. Oh, no, please. please. That's par for the course. <laughs> we do that on, all on our own. <laughs> it happens on every podcast I'm on. Yeah. Um, okay. So for Pop Daddy, um, I'm on YouTube. Look, try and find me at the Pop Daddy. According to these two, it's if you put in the Pop Daddy reviews, mm-hmm. I pop up. I actually finished a five-part uh series today which i'll be uploading tomorrow it's a ranking of new exciting pop art flavors um also on facebook.com slash the pop daddy on twitter the pop daddy and instagram at the underscore pop daddy um my uh travel agency uh facebook.com slash mickey world travel tom coombs um tom at mickey world travel.com is my uh email address also my services are free you only pay for the vacation and uh finally my uh when we do do episodes, it is uh, called TPIF. It is part of the Horror Movie Barbecue podcast. So look up Horror Movie Barbecue TPIF if TPIF doesn't pop up. And uh, that's where to find me. I'm always, And I'm always available if uh, you want to chat or if you if you want to see me review some weird movie or uh, see, I, I want to see if this is good for kids, I'll review it and I'll uh, post a review. You know, I'm, I'm always down. That sounds great. And again, we are going to have all of those links posted below in the show notes. So please, please, please show Tom all the love because he is absolutely a fantastic human being that we adore. And we are so glad that we are finally having you on. We've talked about having you on for for so long. I'm glad our schedules finally worked out and it got to happen. And and like I said, Marissa, I got to thank you for indulging me because I know that this was, this is a Jackie episode like through and through so thank you for indulging me and letting me letting me gush about like the nostalgic things that i absolutely adore 
No, this was a lot of fun. Thank you for letting me partake in this. I feel like I hold, uh, there's this whole new world of, of things that I need to <laughs> figure out. <laughs> and yeah, Tom, thank you so much. We absolutely adore hanging out with you and we appreciate right. you taking the time to be with us tonight. Um, Jackie, take it home. Don't forget to check us out on social media and your favorite podcasting app. Just search Jersey Ghouls and you will find us there. You can also head to our website, jerseyghouls.com we got blog posts we got our podcast if you want to contact us if you want to tell us we're awesome also if you go to spotify you can now rate podcasts on spotify so please be so kind head to spotify rate us but also fuck you spotify (laughs) sorry i'm still upset about this whole job i agree that like oh this is freedom of speech but he's a fucking dipshit that's all tom you could disassociate yourself from me at this point if you need to but i just i just need to say fuck him and that's yeah, costing i'll stick around with you marissa all right thanks man yeah, yeah. uh listen like i said i've said it once i've said it before if Joni mitchell tells me to do something i'm gonna perk up and fucking listen you hear what i'm saying um <laughs> yes thank you everybody and bye-bye bye-bye do you hear the screeching of an You're listening to the Geekscape Network.